It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits. Thank you so much for joining us. Broadcasting everywhere, of course, uh, live on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. We're all over the place. And, of course, on the FM AM dial, we got a big show lined up for you today. A lot to get to. Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on in the news cycle. Uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Grant Stern. Love having Grant on the show. He's the executive director of Occupy Democrats, a, a huge following. He's going to be joining us uh, coming up here in just a little bit. A lot to get to with him. Uh, Colton Moore, this this moron in Georgia, uh, trying to impeach Fannie Willis. We'll get to that. Uh, talk a little bit about the Joe Biden response in Maui. Uh, some new Roger Stone audio has surfaced as well. And uh, the Republican excuses, the right-wing MAGA excuses for Donald Trump uh, are, are just endless. So we're going to continue to talk about that. Hour number two, Ron Futrell is going to be joining us. The man, the myth, the legend himself uh, from Channel 8 Sports. Uh, and a lot to get to with him as well. You know, we got the UNLV football season right around the corner. Uh, UNLV basketball, not that far away uh, as well. Of course, we're going to talk some Raiders football with him. What he thought of week one of preseason and now on the road week two and expectations for this Raiders football team. Uh, we might disagree on this one. I don't have very high expectations for the Raiders. So we'll talk to Ron about that. And of course, the Las Vegas Aces in action tonight and uh, big game, big game for the Aces tonight uh, in a game that uh, I think is really important for their psyche. If anything else, after getting blown out at home by the New York Liberty the other day, you would think that they would come back strong tonight, but I don't know. I, I, I have no opinion on this game. I have no idea what's going to happen. I could see the Liberty winning again by 20, or I could see the Aces maybe winning a tight game. I have no idea what's going to happen today. I'm not giving you an opinion on this one because I just don't know. But I do want to start with this, though. Um, there is some new Roger Stone audio that's just come out. Roger Stone's done this show before. In fact, I texted him this morning, and I wanted to check and see if he wanted to come on the show. Uh, did not get a response back this morning. Uh, so a new uh, video has emerged. It appears to show longtime Donald Trump ally Roger Stone working to overturn the 2020 presidential election just days before the results were officially announced in favor of Joe Biden. The video aired by MSNBC yesterday. It was obtained by Danish filmmaker Christopher Gulbrandson for his 2023 documentary, A Storm Foretold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a crime in real time on video. This is Roger Stone himself planning to overturn the outcome of the 2020 election before the outcome either came about. Have a listen to this. Although state officials in all 50 states must ultimately certify the results of the voting in their state, the final decision as to who the state legislatures authorize be sent to the electoral college is a decision made 
solely by the legislature. Any legislative body may decide on the basis of overwhelming evidence of fraud to send electors to the electoral college who accurately reflect the president's legitimate victory in their state, which was illegally denied him through fraud. We must be prepared to lobby our Republican legislatures by personal contact uh, and uh, by demonstrating the overwhelming will of the people in their state, in each state, that this may need to happen. Okay, so if you're confused as to what Roger Stone just said there, let me just take a couple key phrases because it's pretty evident. The final decision as to who the state legislature is authorized to be sent to the Electoral College is a decision made solely by the legislature. So what Roger Stone is basically saying in layman's terms is, we don't care about the will of the people. We don't care about all the votes that have come in. The legislature can do whatever they want to do. Hence, overturn the outcome of a free and fair election. Roger Stone is saying that in real time on video. Keep in mind, this man was behind bars, and it was Donald Trump that had to pardon him. Now imagine what these kinds of people are saying behind closed doors without cameras in the room, when that is what Roger Stone said just days before the actual 2020 election that Joe Biden won. Roger Stone, welcome to come on this show anytime, but Roger Stone is a criminal. And if he comes back on this show, I will call him that. He probably won't come on again, but I will call him that because he is a criminal. And while all this stuff is going on, a Republican state senator in Georgia, a complete right-wing idiot, and probably a racist, has now moved to impeach the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Why? What has she done wrong? Has she broken the law? A jury of Donald Trump's peers indicted him. Fannie Willis put together this report, which I believe was 91 pages, 97, excuse me, with overwhelming evidence that Donald Trump and his cronies around him broke the law. And this Republican state senator who probably was on his way to his Klan rally last night wants to out Fannie Willis. The move comes in the wake of Willis's, of course, delivery of this 41-count indictment. Folks, when you have a powerful black woman in any office, many Republicans don't like that. Why is that? Answer that question for me. Why is that? Now, I don't like to make public people that are irrelevant and people that have no following and people that are ignorant without an education. But there have, there have been some people in the radio business that I've had to work with. Trust me, I didn't want to work with them, but I had to work with them. 
and I was forced to work with them. Now, I've worked with some great people. I work with great people here at KSHP. I've worked with some great people in the radio business. They haven't all been bad, but I've worked with some horrendous people, like the worst people, like white supremacist type people. I've worked with some horrible people in this business. And I don't like giving those people any airtime. And I won't. But a friend of mine sent me a text yesterday and showed me a tweet of somebody that I had to work with in the radio business. And I'm very glad I don't have to work with this individual anymore. This individual went on social media in regards to Fannie Willis and said verbatim as follows. Okay, so Fannie Willis is or is not a gangbanger. Now, there are some people in society today that have no fear in just exposing their racism. This person is not the only one. I guarantee you this Republican state senator is another one, but he's just not dumb enough to expose himself on Twitter and say things like that. You mark my words. For the people out there like this state senator in Georgia named Colton Moore. Colton. What a shocker. His name's Colton. Who wants to out Fannie Willis for doing absolutely nothing wrong but upholding the law to Colton Moore's orange turd hero, Donald Trump, who, of course, Moore doesn't like that. The fact that this woman, Fannie Willis, is black make no mistake about it, has a lot to do with this. Are they going after Jack Smith? Now, a lot of people are attacking Jack Smith, but have you seen any lawmakers trying to out Jack Smith? Of course not. But why do they go after Fannie Willis? Why do they want to out Fannie Willis? Could it maybe be because she's a black female? I'm just going to throw that out there. Could that be possible? Is that possible? I say yes, it is. Let's be very clear. Fannie Willis has not broken any laws. Fannie Willis is upholding the law. That's exactly what Fannie Willis is doing. She hasn't broken any laws, but if you notice in this letter that this moron, Colton Moore wrote, he didn't mention any specific laws or rules or anything that uh, Fannie Willis broke. All right, we'll take a few phone calls here, but I find it very interesting what's going on here. I find it very interesting with Roger Stone, this video that has surfaced, and now this idiot in Georgia, Colton Moore, that wants to try to impeach Fannie Willis before heading to his Klan rally. I find that very interesting. 702-221-7283. And again, that number is 702-221-7283. If you want to join the program, let's go to Gary. Gary, what's going on? I I just want to uh, remind everyone about the fools that don't learn from history. If you don't learn from history, you take a chance of repeating it. So we'll take Hitler for a change. He was cheated out of his lousy 
painting contest so that some people who have more money and influence and they put Hitler in jail and see how that turned out. But you guys are a bunch of doofuses on the radio. Okay, how so the, what did I say? Talk to you. Hold on, I Gary. Talk to you, Gary. 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 I haven't talked Gary, to you, Gary. Doofuses Gary. Still on the radio. Gary, calm down. Why? What have I said on this show? You can call me names. I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. But what have I said specifically today that you disagree with that would lead you to call me you a doofus? You know specifically. Specifically? Yeah, what did I say? doofus. Okay, thank you for the call, Gary. Appreciate that. Thank you for your very intelligent insight. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick is next. Hello, Patrick. Brian, what's happening, man? Good to be on the show again, man. Thank you, Patrick. You're, you're welcome to call anytime. What's on your mind, my friend? The interesting report uh, that just came out uh, I wanted to share with you. It looks like that uh, Russia has been getting richer to the tune of $600 billion over the last year. And the West, or specifically the United States, has lost over North America $5.9 trillion. So it appears that this Ukraine war is helping Russia and hurting the American people, man. What do you think about that? Well, the Ukraine war, the war and what Russia has done is not just hurt the American people, it's hurt the entire world. So I, I, w- I would agree. It's, it's hurt everybody. At the hands of Vladimir Putin, an evil, murderous dictator who decided, I want to take over this country for no reason other than power and ego. Thousands and thousands of thousands of innocent people have died. It has financially hurt people all across the world, and you're damn right it's hurt this country. It's hurt everybody. Well, that's actually not true. It, it hasn't. Um, it hasn't hurt Mexico, India, or Brazil. Okay, Russia, when it applies, when it applies to uh, inflation, when it applies to gas prices, it has absolutely affected the entire world. And you couldn't convince me otherwise. So I'm not sure where you're getting that from. I'll be I'll be happy to share the report with you if you'd like to. Okay, if it was the I, I don't know wealth I, report. I don't know what report. That, that's not a good source for you. I don't know what report you're referring to, but when you say that the Ukraine, I know you don't. When you say the Ukraine war hasn't hurt these other countries at all when it comes to gas prices financially in any way, shape, or form, that is just factually but inaccurate. Yesterday or the other day, you said gas prices are down, inflation's down, right? So it seems that the uh, the Russian war or the I, I guess we, I was referring to the United, I was referring to the United States of America. You were criticizing Joe Biden. I was referring to the United States of America, and gas prices have continued to plunge. Yes, they have. Compared to where they yeah, were a year are, and a half ago, you are factually inaccurate when you say gas prices are going up. That is not true. All you have to do is look it up because I looked it up. Gas prices have continually gone down over the last fourteen months. You're wrong. I'm talking about the United States of America, and you also called in the other day and said Joe Biden is the one that started the war. That was also ridiculous. But I will make. Hey, listen, okay, I'm going to make a. Can I'm, I respond to that? Well, I'm. I'm just telling you, I'm going to make a social media star out of you because you got like forty thousand views on that phone call you called in the other day. So yeah, congratulations. That's great. That's great. Hey, but are are sanctions an act of war? I mean, can you can you can you cause a war without actually invading? I mean, you blame Putin on invading Ukraine as if he well, just woke up. I'm not. One day said, no, I, it's I'm not, just, not that you I could. Ukraine. I am because if you have actual eyes and you can read and watch what's going on, it was Vladimir Mm -hmm. Putin that decided to invade Ukraine, not Joe Biden. And if you want to talk about the 40,000 troops back in 2000, okay, well, guess what? Joe Biden wasn't the president then. Donald Trump was the president from 2016 to 2020. And by the way, any trooper, Mm -hmm. any brave man or woman in uniform that dies, it's a horrible tragedy. But the bottom line Mm -hmm. is we should be talking about 
Vladimir Putin. And by the way, most people that are on the right side of history are. He's the bad guy. He's the evil, murderous dictator. He's the one that invaded the Ukraine, and it's affected the entire world, and it's terrible. Okay. Hey, so, so yesterday, or I believe it was yesterday, it looks like Zelensky uh, put a video of himself talking uh, with with the, the leader of the Azov Battalion, I believe it is. It was uh, Belinsky, and, and this guy has some interesting comments that he said in the past uh, about leading the, a, a, a genocide, I guess. Let's see. Uh, he's a big fan of Stefan Bandera. But uh, he, he did make the comment that he wanted to lead the white races of the world in a final crusade against Semite-led subhumans. I mean, what do you think about that, man? That's unbelievable, Brian. Huh? I mean, white supremacist in Ukraine? First of all, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea where you're getting you this information from. Okay, I'm sorry. What'd you say, sir? What'd you say? You don't know much of anything. I don't know Brian. much. Of, I don't. I don't know much of anything. You know, this is coming from the idiot. This you is coming. This is you okay. You're you're going to be quiet now because it's my show and now it's my turn to talk. And if you don't like it, you can hang up the phone. Do you understand? This isn't your show. This is my show, MAGA. Okay. Let me start by yeah, saying well, this. I'm not going in. Okay. Part. Okay. I'm potting you down now because you won't shut up. I have no idea what you're talking about with some person from another country that you're calling a white supremacist that said something. Here's what I do know. You're the idiot. And yes, I'm going to insult you because you're an idiot. You're the idiot that said Joe Biden is the reason why we're at war. That is wrong. And while all this stuff is going on and people like you want to spread conspiracy theories and your reports, the bottom line is there are innocent people that are dying in the Ukraine. I haven't heard you say one negative thing about Vladimir Putin because you're probably rooting for Russia and you're probably rooting for Vladimir Putin. I haven't heard you say one thing on criticizing one Republican, let alone Donald Trump or the Roger Stone video that just came out where he's literally breaking the law in real time. I haven't heard you say anything about the bipartisan bills, the infrastructure bill, health care to our brave men and women in uniform, the fact that gas prices have gone down because you can't spell the word fact, and inflation is at a higher rate going down in this country than just about any other country in the world. But I don't hear you talking about those reports. You just want to throw out some obscure comments that some leader made in another country, which I haven't even heard of, which is irrelevant to what's going on in this country. You want to talk about white supremacy in this country? I'd love to do that with you. What about all your white supremacist friends that invaded the Capitol on January 6th? I bet you don't want to talk about that because you're probably going to take another conspiracy theory from Tucker Carlson and say that was George Soros and that was Antifa. Right, sir? So yeah, let me let me make a response. Uh, yeah, please the, do. CNN I can't says, wait. Please do. Okay, hey, CNN says as gas prices hit ten months high, this is just three hours ago. Yes, that's interesting. That people on talking about gas prices. Gas so prices great. have been going down, high. and as I said the other day, we had one month ten where gas prices high. have gone up. Gas prices have steadily been going down. You see, sometimes when gas prices are going down, you'll have a month or two where they'll spike back up. They've still been dropping lower than just about any other country in the world. Okay? And Ten I, months high. Ten months high. Right, Ryan. exactly. Do you know high. what that means? Do you have any understanding of what that means? When, a ga- means when gas prices... Your bank account. Okay, so, so you don't even know what that means. It means, as I said the other day, we've had one or two months where gas prices went back up. It's been steadily going down. And I don't know what CNN mm-hmm. headline you're referring to, but again... 
I've already stated on the record, gas prices have gone down. And by the way, gas prices have gone up over all over the world. But I suppose the way somebody like you thinks, you're going to blame Joe Biden for gas prices up all over the world too, correct? Is that Joe Biden's fault? That gas prices are up all over the world? Drain the... Uh, answer the, the, the question. Is that Joe? Answer, answer the question directly. Is it Joe Biden's fault that gas prices are up throughout the world? Is that Joe Biden's fault? Yes or no? Well, he, he did go after the uh, fossil fuel industry. Didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you that. I said I didn't ask you about the fossil fuel in this. Yes, I, no, I, I would say that. I, I would say that. Yes, Joe Biden has a lot to uh, to blame right. because so he you're, you're an ignoramus. Expansion I, of of investing on these oil field jobs. Okay. So these these oil companies are not investing, in, okay. and they're holding the whole okay. back. So what do you think about the oil reserves being at uh, lows that we haven't seen since 1983? Okay. Is he going to soon buy okay. the oil and drive prices up even higher? What's he going to do there? Sure. Answer so, that question. Sure. Uh, even though you don't directly answer questions, I'll answer your questions oh, no. because I actually have a brain. Right. Okay. First okay. of all, if you ask... 1983. Okay. Pot him down again. Can't answer a question if you don't shut up. That's Radio 101, sir. You ask a question, now it's my turn to answer it. You be quiet. Gas prices are up throughout the world. You want to blame Joe Biden for that, that makes you an ignoramus. You can ask any economist that are apolitical, and they will tell you there are several factors of why gas prices are up, not just in this country, but throughout the world. One of them happens to be a war in the Ukraine that you claim Joe Biden started, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's number one. And number two, COVID. And number three, we're in the heart of summer. And if you look at actual gas prices and trends of gas prices, which clearly you haven't because you don't know what you're talking about, it's that Mm -hmm. in July and August, gas prices go up in this country and they have pretty much every year for the last 75 years. I know what I'm talking about. You don't. And when you see something, you want to immediately blame a Democrat or Joe Biden. But when Donald Trump was president, you don't want to blame Donald Trump for anything. You don't want to blame him for January 6th. You don't want to blame him for the lack of COVID response. You don't want to blame Donald Trump for anything, not even these four indictments. But the second you see something, you want to correlate it to Democrats and Joe Biden. And it's absurd. You didn't answer my question. Yes, I did. You're just not smart enough to understand it. 1988. What are we going to do about our oil reserves that being a record low 19, since 1983? First of all, we have over 900 oil uh, spots in this country right now, 900 that could be utilized right now, and they're not being utilized. The Biden administration actually allowed those to be up and running, and they're not being utilized, and that's not Joe Biden's fault. Is there checkmate? Is there anything else you'd like to ask me, sir? How about, how about Donald Trump's indictments? I noticed you don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about all the trouble your orange turd leader is in right now, right? You don't want to talk about Donald Trump. The, yeah, yeah, that's what he is, an orange turd. He's a piece of garbage. You think Donald yeah. Trump is a nice guy? You want to make that claim now? He's a good dude? You think Donald Trump is a well, nice guy? children and grope children on live television. Joe Biden has never groped a child. If he did, he would have been uh, charged. <laughs> you can keep <laughs> laughing until the cows come home. You saying that Joe yeah. Biden groped a child shows your your ignorance and your stupidity. One child, a bunch of children. Okay, so where are the charges? Why hasn't he been charged with a crime? What's the crime? Has he been charged? Because, sir, in this country, sir, sir, I don't care what your interpretation is of what uh, a president that you don't like does on TV. I asked you a very specific question. Has Joe Biden, yes or no, has, has Joe Biden been charged with a crime? Yes or no? No, not okay, yet. Okay, checkmate. Not Move yet. on. Move on. Anything else you'd like to say, sir? 
I don't care what your stupid interpretation is of Joe Biden. You think you won this? Has Joe Biden been charged with a crime? The answer is no. I don't care what your stupid right-wing interpretation is about calling somebody a pedophile because it's irrelevant. He has not been charged with a crime. Next, 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 anything else ignorant you'd like to say in this phone call, Patrick, because I'm really enjoying it with you. Anything else? Yeah, I do. I I got one more thing. Oh, I can't wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't wait. Have Have you taken your seventh shot yet? That's what CDC guidelines show. Okay, so, so now somebody, so now, okay, so I'm going to answer it by saying this. The person I, I'm going to answer it by saying this. That means you stop talking, MAGA, okay? You see, I don't have medical conversations with people that have no medical experience at all. You have no medical degree. You have no medical degree. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. And the last person on the planet that I would want to get my medical information from is some right-wing moron named Patrick with no medical degrees. Did I make myself clear there, sir? Here's where I get my medical information from. Maybe you should listen now. Here's where I get my... Nope, nope, pot him down again. Here's where I get my medical information from, and here's where I get, I guess you could call it, advice, medical advice. My personal physician... And the brave men and women that are saving lives in the hospitals every single day. Not some random MAGA caller who thinks he's an expert with no medical degree, with no understanding of what he's talking about. No, sir, I'm not going to let you spew your medical misinformation on the air with the vaccines. Half the world has taken the vaccines. It's uh, saved number of lives. I would say millions of lives the vaccines have saved. And that is a fact. Eight out of 10 people that work in the medical field, including doctors and nurses, have taken the vaccines. And quite frankly, sir, I could care less if you didn't get the vaccine and I could care less what your opinions are on the vaccines. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today? Well, how, how many more billions of dollars should we send to Ukraine? And are you OK with starting? How many more? more I notice how he keeps changing the subject. How many more billions of dollars should we send to the Ukraine? Hey, you, I, I'm willing to talk about whatever you want to talk about, Brian. Yeah, you're well, not you're not a intelligent, well informed. You're person. right, and you're very well informed, sir. But but yeah, you're right. You're right, sir. I appreciate the call, right. Patrick. You can call back anytime. You're absolutely right. According to Patrick, Joe Biden created the war in the Ukraine. According to Patrick, the vaccines are bad, bad, bad. According to Patrick, I'm the one that doesn't know what I'm talking about, and Joe Biden is responsible for gas prices hiked up across the world. But I'm the one that's uninformed. Thank you for the call, Patrick. I really appreciate it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If there's one thing I give credit for Donald Trump uh, for, it's for exposing how stupid people are. But, Patrick, you're welcome to call back anytime. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. All right. Thank you for the call, Patrick. You can, you're feel free to call back anytime. I always enjoy a, a really good ass-whooping of a MAGA. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Edward. Edward is next on Pushing the Limits. What's up, Edward? <laughs> Uh, I just called to say hello. I guess Patrick's going to Patrick's going to turn into one of my favorite callers. I really enjoy it. It's very it, it's it's very orgasmic for me to destroy somebody like Patrick on the air every day with facts. It's very I, enjoyable. Please never say that while we're in the same room together. <laughs> I'll try not to. I'll try not. Yeah. to. <laughs> Go ahead, I, Edward. I got I'm a sorry. Tennis, I got a tennis shot today. I don't know if that helps. That's oh, Patrick would be against that. Patrick would would would, okay. would be against that, yeah, yeah. But because because you know hey. he, he's he's an expert when it comes to medicine. Patrick is an expert. Hey, 
but I was really thinking about like with the war in Ukraine and any war in particular that they both there's there's two facts one they're very expensive and two they cost lives and those are things that are terrible to lose. Uh, war is not cheap and it's and it's going to cost money and it costs lives and there's something very sad about that when anyone has to go to war. Well, I agree. I mean, war should be the last uh, resort, right? I mean, war yeah. should war should be the last resort for anybody. I complete I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, we don't want innocent loss of life. But here's my problem. Right. With people like Patrick who call in, who wants well, to blame. No, leave Patrick alone. Leave Patrick alone. I want to hear your I don't want to okay. hear his name. I want to well, hear what you think. OK, so my problem with anybody in general is is this. There you right? go. Um, there you, go. you want to blame Joe Biden for the war in the Ukraine. Uh, the people that we need to blame for the war in the Ukraine is the evil, murderous dictatorship regime of Vladimir Putin. That's number one. There you go. The last thing Joe okay. Biden and his administration wanted, and I'd be willing to say Democrats and most Republicans in this country, they didn't want okay. to see this happen. A bunch of innocent no, people no, dying. No. Right. That's number one. Number two. Of course. It's a fair conversation to have if the conversation starts, hey, I think we're sending too much money to the Ukraine. Okay, that's a fair conversation to have. I might not agree with you, but I think that is a very fair conversation to have. What's not fair is to say, look at the money that he sent to the Ukraine, the billions, and look at uh, the lack of, of help that he's sending to Maui, which is completely factually inaccurate, and it makes no sense. People on the internet want to say, uh, you know, $3,000 per household in the Ukraine, Joe Biden has sent. That's also a lie. He hasn't sent money yeah. to the Ukraine to households. What he sent to the Ukraine is weaponry so that they can defend themselves, which obviously is expensive. It costs a lot of money. Uh, he didn't send people money so that every household in the Ukraine would have $3,000. That is a right-wing lie. What he did was he declared it a state of emergency within three hours. I'm talking about Maui now. Yes, he sent $700 per household. There's more money that's going to be coming. That's not the only thing he's going to send over there. He's sending everything he can, and he will continue to send more money in this horrible situation. But I can't stand people that want to conflate the Ukraine with Maui. And again, they're trying to score political points during a strategy, which is what we see from these people on the far right every single day. But now in situations like this with the Ukraine thing, who gains after it's all done? Because wars... Wars go on for wars can go on for years. They can go on for months, weeks, sure. years. But who who really gains at the end? Who is the beneficiary factor? Well, I'm hopeful that it'll be Ukraine because Russia won't be taking over that country. That's what I am hoping for. That that Ukraine ha has the ability to defend themselves, and they are. And that uh, mm -hmm. sending a, a another lesson to Vladimir Putin that you can't just invade a country just for the sake of invading a country. That Ukraine will defend themselves. And uh, mm -hmm. hopefully they will win. And the good people of the Ukraine, even though a lot of innocent people have died, it's terrible. But they will be able to uh, continue to live mm -hmm. and not be run by that evil, murderous regime, which is Vladimir Putin. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all want peace, don't we? Of course. I mean, I think most of us do. Maybe not all of us. I'm not sure Donald Trump wants peace. I think he enjoyed January 6th. Edward, I got to get on to the next caller, my friend. Right. Always good all to right, hear from man. you, Edward. Uh, thank you for the phone call. We appreciate it. Uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. That's 702-221-7283. Let's go to Damon. Damon is next on Pushing the Limits. What's up, Damon? Hey, what's going on, Brian? Same old, same um, old, Damon. Same old, same old. <laughs> Yes, it is, and I'm enjoying every minute of it, sir. <laughs> I really do. I appreciate that. <laughs> I haven't been calling because I'm just sitting back like, please, one more buffoon calling in. Please, one more buffoon calling in. I'm not trying to take up the buffoon's time. And any buffoons listening, you want to take your shot at Brian, go right ahead. Please, you're entertaining me. Yeah, well, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick always, I give him credit for calling in and attempting, but it doesn't always work out well for him. 
No, I thought that was Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> much of he knew, man. I'm like, what is this? But like, where is he getting his information from? I think his what he said for the what we losing in trillions. I'm like, what? But anyway, Brian, well, I, I, don't even, I don't even. I don't even. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just I saying. Just I don't even. Brian. I don't even pay attention when people uh, say I have a report. I have this. I have that. And usually, when it's a MAGA that says something like that. It's pr- it's usually baseless and factually inaccurate. But, you know, when somebody says that Joe Biden's it's it's his fault of the war in the Ukraine, when, when somebody makes statements like that and says that the, the war in the Ukraine hasn't affected the world, it's absurd. It's absurd. Idiot. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. I just got one request, though, Brian. Yes, sir. Now, you go hard on the buffoons. I do. I love it. I but- do go hard on them. Yes, I do. <laughs> Sometimes you will have a guest on it. I know you got to have people come back and you yes. got to be, you know, cordial to them. Yes. But I don't have to lady, be cor- I don't have to be cordial. <laughs> right, right, right. If you want to come back. Yep, yep, but yep. the thing is that that uh, Tarkanian lady. Yes, sir. I was just sitting there waiting, Brian, because I knew it was about to happen. I actually started rubbing my areolas because she set herself up. I was like, oh, get her, Brian, get her. Yeah. But she was a. Uh, she said she voted for Trump the first time, yeah. and the reason she didn't vote for Biden is that he possibly could have had an affair while his wife was uh, still alive. Well, she was wrong. She was wrong on that. And by the way, that's not true. Joe Biden it seems to me to be a pretty good husband and a pretty good father. Uh, she was wrong, but I, but let's give Amy Tarkanian a little bit of credit. She's jumped to the other side. <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's gone after Trump, and I give her credit for that, just like the Chris Christie's and others. Uh, Damon, it is always good to hear from you. Uh, you're never taking time away from buffoon time, so you call back anytime. And uh, appreciate okay. the call, Damon. Okay, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yep, take it easy. All right. All I don't, right. <laughs> uh, thanks, Damon. I don't want to give. Uh, I don't want to w- have my guest wait any longer. So I uh, always look forward to talking to really anybody from Occupy Democrats. Ton of followers, and I'm one of them. And the executive director of Occupy Democrats joins us right now. Of course, I'm talking about Grant Stern. Grant, appreciate you coming on again. As always, thank you so much. How are you, Grant? Can you hear me? Did we lose Grant? Do we not have audio? Earth to Grant Stern. Uh oh, we're not getting audio from Grant. Well, we'll work on that. And hopefully uh, we'll get Grant to join us. Um, live radio, folks. Sometimes we have, uh, I guess you could call it some uh, technical issues that we have at times. Grant, I think I hear you now. Are you there? Yeah. How's that sound? There you go. We got you, Grant. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Man, we got a lot to get to in a short period of time, my friend. I, I want to start by asking oh, you this. What do you make of uh, this Roger Stone video that was just released, that MSNBC released? I'm sure you had a chance to listen to it. What do you make of it? You know, funny you ask. I was actually just working on a story about that. Um, you know, I think that once again, it, it puts Roger Stone in legal peril. The The first time I interviewed Roger Stone was in uh, 2017, a Nyhart radio event for the 100 days of uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the interview, Roger Stone said that what he told me was going to get him in trouble. Okay. And I think that this is going to get him in trouble, too. I think um, he, I, he's I, managed. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he's managed to stay a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. He avoided indictment by the with the Oath Keepers, with the the Proud Boys. Both groups get uh, convicted of seditious conspiracy. Um, but this this could wind up roping him back in. I tend to agree with you. And, you know, Roger Stone's done this show several times and I texted him this morning. I said, Roger, can you comment on this? And no response. So I think I think he knows he's in some trouble and it makes me believe what about when the cameras are not on these people, when they're behind closed doors? Can you imagine the schemes that they've come up with, the illegal schemes, when the cameras are not on them? There was actually a camera on Roger Stone when he said this stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and actually, there's just been a lot of things that, that Roger Stone said that were on camera uh, surrounding January 6th and the 2020 election. Um, but apparently, there, there wasn't anything illegal this time. Um, perhaps he learned his lesson from the last time that he was indicted and put on trial, uh, not to lie to the authorities, not to lie to Congress. Um, but, I mean... It's pretty ridiculous that that here's a guy who was just pardoned for a felony and there he is participating in what is, you know, or at least describing, let's say, because we don't know that's participating in. But there he is outlining what a lot of people are calling the crime of the century. Yeah, it, it really is mesmerizing. Another big story this morning, which uh, just uh, this guy, Colton Moore, uh, who's a Republican state senator in Georgia, uh, going after Fannie Willis, uh, wanting to impeach her, demanding they have uh, a, a meeting about this and, and demanding Brian Kemp, uh, you know, have an emergency uh, review of Willis's actions. And, and, you know, my first reaction is, wow, what a shocker. Here's a powerful black woman and I'm just shocked that a middle-aged white Republican in Georgia wants to out her. I mean, am I playing the race card here? Because I'm sorry, they're not do- they're attacking Jack Smith, but they're not trying to out him. Here they are trying to, you know, out, uh, at least this uh, senator is trying to out uh, Willis. What do you make of this? Well, I think you're right and you're wrong here. Because, yes, the race card is a thing. I mean, if you look at what happened in Florida, they uh, Ron DeSantis removed the only elected statewide prosecutor uh, who's African-American. Um, you know, with even less pretext. And this is a trend, you know, and you see that, you know, Republicans are doing things that the other Republicans are doing. But the the flip side is that when I say you're wrong, look, the the House Republicans want to get rid of Jack Smith desperately. Uh, You know, Matt Gaetz wants to defund the special counsel's position. Uh, It's atrocious. I mean, there's a political party out there that really believes that the rule of law means that, you know, whatever we do is cool and whatever you do is crime, whatever you do is crime. And they've said it, you know, Democrats make a lot of ad, have made a lot of political accusations over the last seven years. But the accusations are things like, you know, coordinating with foreign powers, like things that even if they're not technically a crime are just deeply unsavory and they're making a point. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, hey, should you be asking the Russians for dirt on your opponent? Of course not. Should you? It's, it's right. It's incredible. But in this case, you have clear crimes that are being committed against people's right to, to have their vote counted. Yeah. I mean, it's on tape. Yeah. It, it's it, not like a big question. Right. Is Donald Trump doing this? Right. No, I agree with you uh, 150%. Again, if you're just joining us, he is Grant Stern, the executive director of Occupy Democrats. What do you make of Donald Trump? claiming, you know, he's going to have this press conference on Monday. It reminds me of this symposium that Mike, I think Mike Lindell did another thing the other day that didn't go very well. But, you know, if you remember Mike Lindell, like, I think this was like a year ago, right? He had this symposium and he was saying, I'm going to share with you all this evidence of election fraud and why Donald Trump won. And then he claimed that uh, he got hacked and still has shown no real evidence to this day. I find that on Monday, it's going to be very similar to that. It's going to be a you-know-what show. Uh, He's going to show no real evidence of any widespread voter fraud in Georgia or anywhere else. And it's just going to make him look bad. Number one, does it surprise you that he's doing this on Monday? And number two, what do you expect? You know, it's funny that you brought up Lindell because I just finished publishing a story on this very topic on Occupy Democrats, actually on our website, WashingtonPress.com. And um, our, our news writer also compared it to Lindell and said that 
if you behave like Mike Lindell, eventually people are not going to pay you know, not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just where we're going with this. I mean, Donald Trump has never had evidence of outcome determinative uh, election fraud, as Jack Smith put it. And here he is still, you know, beating the dead horse. Now, this press conference, he's actually probably not going to do because his lawyers are telling him that this could wind up being a, a case, you know, this could be considered obstruction of justice or could become an act in furtherance of the conspiracy Etc. I mean, this is a really dangerous time for him. He's under indictment by four different prosecutors in four different jurisdictions, two of them for January 6th and the, the attempt to subvert the 2020 election altogether. Um, this is an exercise in futility. It's an exercise in politics. And at what point do you just have to admit that reality has to supersede politics? Yeah. You know, at what point do you have to admit that facts are more important than lies and that those days are coming, but they're all going to wind up in court. And I think that this is, this is the central theme of Donald Trump's life, that the man is a walking pathological liar. And that the only way to hold him to account is to take him to court. And he's learned that as long as he can spend money to avoid a final outcome, that going to court is better is, is his best option. You know, and now the entire thing is going south. You know, it's interesting because I, I agree with what you said. I, you see some of these Republicans, some on CNN like Duncan and, and others that are now saying, listen, the Republican Party, they need to pivot. But what I say, and we just had Joe Walsh on the other day, and, and what Joe Walsh says, which I agree with, is it's too late. You should have pivoted from this guy a long time ago. It's too late now. Whether you like it or not, for the Republicans, this is your front runner. DeSantis has pretty much no chance, even though the new poll numbers that came out today, not very favorable for Donald Trump. I think people are getting sick of this. But what do you make of guys like Duncan and others that are saying, you know, this is a perfect time for Republicans to pivot and separate themselves from Donald Trump? Because I just think, and I agree with Joe Walsh, I just think it's too late for them now. Well, you know, the, the political graveyard is littered with Republicans who said, let's just go with the truth. And that's really sad. Okay. It's tragic. It's a tragedy for the United States of America. I would say that starting in late 2009, the Republican Party made a decision, okay, that they were going to file for divorce from the truth, a a total divorce, I mean, a a, a final divorce. And ever since then, you've seen Republicans who have been saying, let's just just stick with the truth. Mm -hmm. Let's just, you know, well, let's stand back from this, this precipice. But once you decide to make a divorce from reality itself, it's pretty hard to go on a date with the next reality. Yeah. And and this is what you're seeing, you know, they have to make some admissions that are so damning, mm-hmm. that are so core to their identity, that it's almost impossible to get them all to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was having, uh, uh, and you know, and the outcome of this is disaster. I live in Florida. We have an insurance crisis going on. I was speaking with a local uh, Republican official over the weekend, just by total random chance at a party. And this person has a lot of authority based on their local position. And, you know, I, I was saying, hey, look, Republicans have managed the insurance in Florida for 20 years. Now it's a crisis. And, you know, why don't we do it this way? And he said, no, no, you know, if somebody's insurance policy doesn't work out, well, they're just going to, they're going to be broke. It's too bad for them. Right. And I was stunned. I was like, how can you be this 
far away from the reality of the situation. Yeah. Regulated insurance policies in every single state are all basically guaranteed by the state. That's what makes it insurance. Right. And and this is one official, but it's it's an endemic problem in the Republican Party that the political rhetoric has eclipsed the reality on the ground on every level, top to bottom. Yeah. I agree. And Grant, Where is the truth in the Republican Party? I haven't seen it in a long time. You're right. And a perfect example of that, Grant, is I wanted to talk to you about Joe Biden and the response that took place in, in Maui. And obviously, we all agree it's a terrible tragedy. Heart goes out to Awful. all the, Yeah, it's terrible. You know, I, I just I went to Hawaii last year. Wonderful people, great culture. But you know what Republicans are doing. They're trying to score political points and they're trying to compare what took place in Maui to the Ukraine. And, and, and the sentiment from people on the far right, not everybody, but a lot of people on the far right is we're sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine, by the way, in weaponry so they can defend themselves. It's not like we're just handing out money to people that live in the Ukraine. That, that's a lie. And I know you know that. And then, you know, the interesting thing is Joe Biden, as you know, he's, declares a state of emergency within three hours. He's had multiple conversations with the governor. He doesn't want to go out there. I know MAGAs want him to go out there and throw toilet paper out and maybe toss out some malarkey hats. That's what, you know, uh, Donald Trump would do, which is a photo op. Sure. It's a photo op. But Joe Biden says, as the decent man that I believe he is, he says, listen, I just want to get out of the way. I don't want to, I don't want to you know, be in the way. And me and my wife will go out there at the appropriate time, which I think is the right thing to do. But yet, the Republicans out there keep throwing that red meat to the base. Oh, he's not helping the people in Maui. He's look at all the money he sent to the Ukraine. What do you make of that? Gosh, you know, I had that same conversation too with another person here in Florida mm-hmm. who's uh, uh, you know a youth Republican operative, and I was like, look, first of all, let's talk about Ukraine. You think that we're sending them money, really? Like, you you really think that we're sending them weaponry? Okay. And what happens when we send them that weaponry? Well, we hire somebody in America to make more. All right? So this is not like we're sending cash somewhere. That's first of all. Second of all, everybody knows that President Obama is really the one at fault here, right? He conspired with the fire to keep his house from being burned, didn't he? Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. That's just what's on Twitter right now. Because, of course, Obama's house is over 100 miles from the fires. It is lunacy, but it shows you the emotional, mental, and factual bankruptcy of the Republican Party that anytime something happens, all they have is negative partisanship. Negative partisanship is, of course, a big part of politics. Donald Trump is bad. That's negative partisanship. Okay? But they don't have any excuse. There's just nothing there. And the bottom line is when you have no policy of your own, when you have no facts on your side, all you can do is just make things up. And that's what we're seeing. This youth operative was like, well, just ignore the fact that I say all the craziest things in the world on my social media. And I was like, look, you're, you're a kid. You could be forgiven for this. But the fact that adults think this is real is scary. Yeah. He was telling me that major Republican Party social media accounts are run by teenagers and all they're doing is throwing out engagement bait, and it's full of lies. Yeah, and and sadly, the Republican Party. And sadly, there's a large portion of the MAGA cult that believe in these lies. Whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jews pointing space lasers into forests to start fires, or you know, Dr. Fauci is the one that created COVID, or Joe Biden. Oh, wait, you didn't hear about? Wait, wait, you didn't hear about MTG and and Matt Gates's conspiracy theory about? Us at Occupy Democrats? Oh, what did they say? Tell me. 
they didn't say anything. They hired John Eastman to sue us and 12 other groups for posting a tweet mocking them for getting kicked out of a venue. They literally filed a conspiracy lawsuit saying that we can spark against their civil rights by posting a tweet mocking them. Okay? What happens from reality is finalized with these people. Uh, is that still ongoing in the courts? Month, yeah. It, they just filed it last uh, in <laughs> July 15th, and we're now we have to get counsel. We ah. have to, you know, hire a lawyer in Los in California. I mean, it, this is insanity. And these are the insanity. same people. These it's are the same. These are the same people that cry First Amendment, freedom of speech, right? Cancel culture. These are the first people that are going to talk right. about oh, that. Cancel culture is so bad. Yeah, yeah. That's but let's cancel out <laughs> by Democrats. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, <laughs> there's a certain irony to alleging that Occupy Democrats, the NAACP, and a whole laundry list of other folks are engaged in a KKK Act conspiracy against them. Okay. It's incredible. You have your opinions. You're entitled to your opinions, but you guys aren't saying things on social media that can incite violence or hurt people. You guys aren't spewing lies like so many people like Matt Gates. It gets me so angry. The Marjorie Taylor Greens conspiracies and lies. And then we end up having people dead like what took place on January 6th. It's so absurd. You didn't uh, mention the word bankruptcy and you reminded me of something that I want to do uh, talk to you about Grant and that is Rudy Giuliani. Have you seen the stories that have been surfacing where apparently Rudy Giuliani is broke. He's been begging Trump based on reports for money to pay for his legal counsel. And apparently Trump and his team have not obliged. And now I guess Rudy Giuliani is selling uh, one of his places in Manhattan. What do you make of this story? The rise and fall of Rudy Giuliani. As Ronald Reagan once said, here we go again. I mean, we, we saw this happen with Michael Cohen. And we've seen this happen repeatedly with the people in Donald Trump's orbit. But the reason why he keeps doing it is because he's not held accountable when these people flip on him. They reveal his crimes. You know, that's why people are like, oh, what about this indictment in New York? Oh, it's so weak. This and that. I'm like, hold him accountable for what he did. Mm-hmm. And he'll stop doing it maybe one day. So Rudy Giuliani is doing it. He's going right down the path that Michael Cohen t- took. And Michael Cohen said it. I mean, he came out and said it in public, what Donald Trump was up to, how he's throwing people under the bus. And some, for some reason, Rudy said, I'm going to do it better than you did. It's appalling. It's shameful. But what is it that gives Donald Trump this strange power over men? You know, I, I was just talking about Rudy Giuliani to a friend this morning, and I was telling him that, look, you know, blackmail does not look like what you think it looks like. Right? It's not a coercive thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, blackmail is like a carrot and a stick. Now, I'm not saying that Rudy Giuliani is being blackmailed here, but I am saying that it's super unusual that, you know, he went from one week uh, in 2016 saying, I'm not doing anything for Donald Trump, to all of a sudden becoming his right hand guy on the campaign and doing all sorts of crazy things all the way up until it destroyed his career and beyond and beyond and beyond. And and then kept going and going and going. This is. I mean, what is wrong with these people? I don't know. Really? Like everybody's asking, I'm asking, you're asking. I don't know. But the reality is, I think, is that they see that the justice system is just, has become timid about enforcing the law against people who complain the loudest. And there was a New Yorker article that came out. um, I think it was today. And it was about a whistleblower, the FBI, 
who says that he brought some of the most important allegations against Hunter Biden, but his allegations against Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani were shut down summarily and his investigations were shut down and he's reassigned basically to a street beat. Hmm. Hmm. So what's wrong with Rudy Giuliani? I mean, a lot, a lot. Why is it happening though? It's because when people get away with terrible things, they pretty much figure I could do more. Yeah. And that's what we've seen. No, they question. say we have a two tier justice system. The Republicans, they've been saying this out loud quite a lot. And they are definitely in a different tier and not the one that they should be in. Agree. Okay? I, mean, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And, and speaking of this fourth indictment, uh, getting into this and all the co-conspirators and, and all those that have been charged that have been indicted as well. Uh, you know, I think of somebody like Rudy Giuliani or how about Sidney Powell? I don't know if you've heard about uh, what she's been doing lately is she's trying to sell $25 8 by 10 signed photos. And believe it or not, there are people that are buying signed photos of Sidney Powell so that she could pay for her legal fees. I mean, what do you make of that? You know, for about a year or so, Sidney Powell must have thought that I was her compliance officer <laughs> because I kept reporting on all of the nonprofit compliance she wasn't bothering with until the state of Florida saw my reporting and fined her for it. Right? I mean, I can't understand why she has a bar license right now. Yeah. You know, I can't understand why she's allowed to raise funds considering that she lied to about 15 different states to get registered with them as a charitable organization because she actually, you know, this is a pretty crazy story. I put out a, a report about all the noncompliance with uh, charity laws in Florida. She organized her charity here in Florida and she responded by actually publishing a lie filled document that caused her to get fined. And I mean, she's just another example of these people who are, they, they take these credentials that they've earned over decades and then set them on fire and huff the flames, right? But in her case, she raised like $15 million with those lies, yeah. right? I mean, how can you be allowed to raise $15 million tax-free, when your entire goal is to subvert the election in the United States. Well, Donald Trump is a perfect example of that. I mean, he said he, he was going to fight this voter fraud, and he got upwards of, I think, $300 million. And I think the, the total figure that he actually used uh, was somewhere around 5 or $6 million. Where did the rest of that money go? I mean, so, I mean, they're all, they all have done it, and the chickens are coming home to roost as far as I'm concerned. Let me ask you that, though. This will be my last question for you here. Um, when, it's all, when it's all said and done, Grant— Four indictments. I think he's facing 91 felony counts, if I'm not mistaken. When it's all said only? and done. Yeah, yeah, only 91. Yeah. When it's all said and done, will he go to jail? That's the question that a lot... I don't think there's any question that he's going to be convicted of some felonies. There's no doubt about that. Even Republicans will... Most of them will admit that. Will he go to jail? What, what do you think is going to happen here? Look, the only question about whether Donald Trump is going to jail or not is, does he make it, like, actually survive through the end of the appeals process? Because as you remember with Enron, the appeals process dragged on. Some people went to jail, some weren't, but some of them passed away while the appeals were pending. Um, he's received way too much deference from the system already. I mean, we're talking about a guy indicted on 91 felonies, and many of them are no bond. Reality Winner was indicted on one Espionage Act violation. 
She got no bail. She got five years in jail. Okay, he's indicted on 37 of them. The man should be in jail today by any rational consideration. Any. He's even talking about leaving the country. But the only thing that keeps him out of jail is the end of his natural life coming before a judge's order. There's no way that he's going to survive 91 counts of of criminal trials in four jurisdictions and, you know, get acquitted on all 91 counts. I I just don't see it happening in any rational universe. I tend to agree. I wouldn't have answered it that way six or seven months ago. But when you look at all the the uh, felonies and the the indictments, the felonies, the 91 counts, I, I tend to agree with you. I think eventually he will spend some time in jail against something hap- unless something happens to him health-wise. I tend to agree with you. Uh, Grant, I love what you guys do at Occupy Democrats. Can you please give out the information, the books that, that you have that I've read, uh, what you guys do at Occupy Democrats? How can people follow you in your articles? Please give out that information to our listeners. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Sure. So my personal website is grantstern.com. I have a Substack newsletter there. If you want to get breaking exclusives first, that's where I put them before they go into Occupy Democrats when they're investigative journalism reports. Uh, You can also go to occupydemocrats.com or washingtonpress.com to read today's news every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Grant Stern or, of course, at Occupy Democrats for our news. And we have a new newsletter. If you go to occupydemocrats.com slash newsletter, Uh, You can sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's every Friday. We do a roundup of all the top stories. Um, You know, we try to get the stories you might have missed into these newsletters because, I mean, come on, man. The news is coming at us so fast. Uh, The the news is so insane right now that there's no way any one person can keep up. And so, you know, we're expanding those newsletters as we go. But again, you know, check out OccupyDemocrats.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook. We're on Threads. We're on Twitter. Um, Instagram, those are the best places to find out, uh, find Occupy Democrats content if you're interested. And Brian, thank you so much for having me on the show again. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you guys do a great job over there at Occupy Democrats. You're a great follow on social media. And, uh, is, if they keep having you on Newsmax, I want you to keep going on there and just destroying some of these right wing turds. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not as nice as you are. I just think some of them are just despicable people. So, uh, keep going on Newsmax and, and keep up the fight. I'll my be friend. on next week. So I'll, I'll let wait. you know. Can't wait. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you so much. There you go. Grant Stern, everybody the executive director of Occupy Democrats, a really good follow on social media, by the way. And uh, he has a ton of followers and there's a reason for that. They do a great job. He's a great reporter. Um, and uh, they do a great job over there in setting the record straight. I find that I didn't know that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates were filed a lawsuit against uh, the Occupy Democrats. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure they'll win that lawsuit. All the despicable things that Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene have said and done in their political career alone, but they want to sue somebody for a tweet. (laughs) Give me a break. It's just like, remember when Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to sue Jimmy Kimmel? (laughs) Yeah, that that lawsuit. How did that go? How did that go? All right. Love having Grant on. Great guest. One of my favorite guests. All right, we're going to take a quick break and another one of my favorite guests. We're not having Ron Futrell from Channel 8 in today to talk politics. As much as I would love to do that, that's not what we're going to do. Because, you know, me and Ron have gotten into a lot of heated uh, political discussions, but mainly off the air. But, you know, it's interesting when it comes to sports, me and Ron, we pretty much agree on everything. It's really annoying. But uh, 
We're going to talk a little Aces basketball with Ron Futrell coming up next. We're going to talk Raiders and Raiders expectations. There's a lot to get to with Ron Futrell, and I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't really talked to him about a lot of these uh, these uh, topics. And we got a big Aces game tonight in New York Liberty. The man, the myth, the legend, Ron Futrell from Channel 8 Sports will be joining us next. We take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada's ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. 
here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. The Wayne Coy Show, weeknights at 7 on KSHP North Las Vegas, AM and FM, k 6 hp North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. I got to thank my uh, my wonderful sponsors. You know, uh, Blake Wynn, I was talking to him yesterday. Great guy. He's going to be at Sapphire tomorrow. Uh, he helped my family uh, look for a home out here. Gave them great advice from Keller Williams, his grandfather, the late great governor, Kenny Gwynn. Call Blake Wynn, Keller Williams, please, 702-540-3311. And guess what? I'm heading out to Jackson's Bar and Grill. Uh, when somebody offers me lunch, I take it. And uh, I'm going to be going out there to Jackson's Bar and Grill later today. Located at Flamingo and Jones. Uh, if you're a man or a woman in uniform, police officer, you get a free lunch. He takes care of people. And uh, if you're in the service industry, you walk in there, you work at a bar, you go through 50 bucks, you get $50 in free slot play. How cool is that? Yeah, it's awesome. Jackson's Bar and Girl located at Flamingo and Jones. Uh, please check them out. Uh, it's an, it, you know, whenever Ron Futrell, the man, the myth, the legend, the uh, king anchor from Channel 8 Sports, him and Chris Matthews do a great job. Whenever Ron comes in, we never talk about sports off the air. It's always politics, and I just wish the microphones were on because we were just <laughs> we were just screaming at each other. And, and poor Numchuck was uh, had to put the earbuds in. It was it was yeah. We always I do love it. Brian over at Jackson, so I want to say shout Brian out to Brian. Yes. Is, yeah, he's he's you the should, best. You're welcome to I've come to lunch him. after the show. If I've you'd known like. him for for year many years and love that place. It's just sort of a fun little it place. Is. To go. No, it, Jackson's is great. So. It is it is awesome. Jackson and they is still the sponsor your show. Can you believe it? What yeah. I know? Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. I know. It's yes. unbelievable. What's next? Is the Donald Trump campaign going to sponsor my show? What? I don't know. What's next? I don't know. They're spending all the yeah. money on lawyers. <laughs> so we have a that's lot a, to... That's sort of the idea. <laughs> we have a lot to um, talk about, Ron. A lot to get we to. We do. You guys have been very busy there at Channel 8. Um, let's start talking a little Aces basketball because okay. uh, there is a big game tonight. Uh, so the Aces go to New York. They get blown out by 38. Blasted. I'm thinking, and I was wrong, and I even talked to TC about this, and he would admit he was wrong, too. We thought it'd be a close game, but we thought the Aces would win. I, I, that road game against the Liberty in New York? No. I'm, or the I'm, one here I'm Tuesday I'm talking about night. the one here the other day. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I thought the one here. Now, then the one here Tuesday, you thought, yeah. okay, they're, they're going to learn. Close game, they're going to learn from that. Right. They're at home. Right. They don't lose at home. Correct. And... <laughs> and... New York Liberty, they've got, the Liberty have their number. Whatever it is, however. Let's talk about that. They, 
So I was wrong. TC was wrong. I want to get your thoughts. Here are my opinions on the game the other day. Newsflash. Hmm? With or without Candace. Candace you have a stinger for that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ron Burgundy. (laughs) I mean, the New York Liberty are a better basketball team. They're more physical. They're better underneath the basket. They have a deeper bench. And while the Aces haven't shot the ball well, I think the Liberty are better defensively. Asia Wilson struggles in the paint to score against a team that's more physical. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not saying the Liberty are going to win tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if the Aces won. But I think in a seven-game series, I think the Aces, this is a mismatch mismatch and a matchup nightmare for the Aces. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. No, and and that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be the the Aces and the Liberty in the championship. So get ready. These are all pre-games. Right. I want to see them start fighting on the court. (laughs) Now, that would really, no, if they started going at it like it was a Cleveland What two players would you like to see fight on either team? Liz Cambage is no longer around. Around, right <laughs> thank god can't stand her she's, she's uh, not gonna fight against a nigerian yeah. team anymore is racist she's gonna be race a- i can't even say how i feel yeah. about liz cambage um, on the air let's see what two fights what two would you want to see get into it uh, chelsea plum would be pretty tough i think she's she would scrap. no she would she would represent that I, I don't want just big i don't want to I, I don't know anybody from the liberty so <laughs> no i don't i couldn't tell you <laughs> kp and a uh, nascu yeah, that would be a good one. Okay. That'd there be a good go. one. Okay. By the way, I do, you got a camera on here. You can see this. Um, What's wrong with playing, your elbow? Hurt what are you here. doing? I'm, I'm, I'm off because I had surgery on my right elbow. Tommy John surgery. I got to get that 100 mile an hour fastball back. How old are you? Like I had, I am, I'll be 67 next week. Oh, you're getting up there. Yeah. What happened to your elbow? So I had a bone spur. And so they just had to go in there. No, I just talked to the doctor. <laughs> Did you well, just say you had bone spurs? No, it, on your elbow. Yes, you can injure. It, it's a bone sp- You want to see a picture of it? I got a picture of it. <laughs> is that funny i didn't expect that's i've never got i'm sorry hearing you say you had bones first it just reminded bo- me it's somebody else that's all okay no well okay so that's an inside joke <laughs> did you um, t- did you dodge the military too or no no okay. no i'm it was, sorry i got it's pictures not funny. of it Go i got the x-rays of it it's not uh, funny i just talked to the, the the doctor just called me by the way um and Eddie, because he didn't talk to me in the uh, operating room afterwards because I was sort of loopy, so he called my wife. Anyway, he said, yeah, we we removed it. Everything went well. Surgery went great. I said, how do you remove a bone spur? Because it's a piece of bone sticking out from your elbow. It's gross. And it would inflame thing, and it was getting mm. any Anyway, it was any time I'd put my elbow down, it would just be a just shooting, piercing pain. It was awful. That sounds bad. So uh, he said, yeah, we basically just... I said, do, do you saw it off? Do you chop it off? Do you what? We chisel it off. I get a hammer and a chisel and we chisel it off. Oh my. I said, like wood shop, like when I was in wood shop in high school. That sounds Pretty awful. much that. Thank they, God you were asleep. I got it done. I, I was asleep. Yeah. And I also got, I tried to, the list of drugs they gave me. I had the option black tar heroin, red Lebanese hash, <laughs> um, or Laura, or Laura tab, um, and I, or Oxycontin, which you don't give out anymore. Those are almost, a, so I went with the red, so I'm hopped up right now on red, red Lebanese hash. Good. That's why you're so good on the air today. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Chisel. Is that chisel, the chisel? Like that. The chisel. Yeah. Thank you. That was the chisel. So, yeah, yeah. The live, live video of Ron Futrell's surgery, bone spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Tylenol with codeine is the toughest stuff they've given me. I gotta go in the streets to get the other stuff. That's but. well. I'm glad you're doing better. Uh, uh, I didn't I mean to. Better. I didn't mean to laugh about your bone spurs. You just uh, no. I, I just didn't think that was funny. I didn't no, know that bone it's, spur fu- was it's funny. funny it's it's funny when somebody else says it. It's not funny when you say it. So you're wearing uh, a Celtics hat right there. I am. I, yeah. I'm a I'm a born and raised uh, Celtics yeah. fan. Yes, I am. Back to the Aces, watching though. watching. By the way, the new season of Winning Time. 
with uh, the, the the uh, John C. Riley does a does a, a great good. Yep. Um, Lakers owner Jerry, Dr. Jerry Buss. Anyway, watching that show again and seeing that now the new season is back on, and it reminded me how much I hate the Celtics again. It's always good to have that. It's Larry always refreshing. Legend, man. Larry Legend. Always refreshing to have that once again. Well, you being a, a Laker, Laker fan, fan, I can yes. understand why you say that. But it's like, even oh, me growing I up, how much I dislike them. But even me growing up a uh, Celtics fan, I always had the utmost respect for guys like like say Kobe. I was a huge Kobe Bryant guy. Uh, no, and I I do yeah, love Shaquille O'Neal. Not a big LeBron guy, um, not a big Anthony Davis guy, uh, but I, I think of uh, obviously the 80s Lakers and, and, and the respect that Magic and Bird have for one another and love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, top five player. There's so many great Laker and Celtics players of the 80s. And then when I think of the 90s and um, certainly the Celtics have uh, some great talent. Tatum's a great player. and uh, Danny Ainge was back in town last week. If you saw him at the uh, USA basketball thing yes. down with the Utah Jazz. He loves Jazz. playing golf out here. That's oh, why. Oh, no, he does. He loves his golf. I've talked to He's, him, yeah. Um, we had, uh, I had a freshman communications class with him at BYU back, back in the, let's go now, 1974, 75, that range. A- anyway, Larry Bird experience. I had a great experience with Larry Bird in the Kingdom in Seattle one time, and I was working in Yakima, Washington. So before I came to Vegas, I'm in Yakima, Washington, and a terrible place to live. Oh no, awful. We were there for two and a half years, but <laughs> that's what small markets are for TV. Right. It's you work your butt off to get out they of there. They had the Sun Kings. They had a CBA team for a little while. Not while I was there. <laughs> they had the Yakima Beatles baseball team with the Stottlemyers. That was Wait, it. they were called the Beatles baseball team? They base- were the Yakima Beatles. Wow. They were a very good American Legion <laughs> baseball team. Anyway, I had Mel Stottlemyre as their coach. And wow. Legend. Mel, as that Mel Stottlemyre. The legend. Yes. And Mel Jr. and Todd Yankees. Played, played for them. Wow. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So I'm, I'm, the nice thing about working in Yakima is I'd go to Seattle and I'd once a year and I'd do a, uh, well, three times a year. I'd go yeah. to, to do Mariners games, do Sonics games and do a Seahawks game. So one time while I was up there in the kingdom with the Sonics game, I was in the locker room and I was shooting this all by myself with a camera, which is now, by the way, what I'm back doing again with sports, which is sort of funny. Everything circles around. But back then you had no camera person. You just shoot it yourself. So I'm shooting it and, uh, I walk, I'm trying to get out of the Celtics locker room. I've done a couple of interviews in there, talked to Ainge and mm-hmm. this stuff. And I walked into a room and there's Larry Bird's that I thought was the exit and Larry Bird's sitting on a table with his leg up getting a treatment on his leg. And I said, Oh, sorry, Larry, didn't mean to come in. He says, No, come on in. What, what you got? What's your name? Good to see you. And we, like, he, he wanted company. Like, so we chatted for 10 minutes, just sat there and talked about the Celtics. We talked about the Celtics and uh, how I was a Laker. I did tell him I was a Laker fan, grew up a Lakers fan. And this had to be 80, it was before I came to Vegas. So it was 82 or 83. Something like that. Wow. So right in the heart of the Celtics franchise when they were doing their thing. And uh, Sonics had Lenny Wilkins. So Bird is just sitting there. He's, he's getting no, leg we work chatted, done. We just and... did small talk. He wanted to know who I was from Yakima. And I told him a little bit from L.A. And, and, and no, cool. but but I, I became a – yes, I, I have high respect for Larry Bird. And the times I've interacted with him since and that time – taught me yeah he's a pretty cool dude that's, that's he is he is the hick that's nice there because as we know not uh not every legend in any sport is is like that but uh, anyway going back to the right. aces okay then, sorry now then, we can, then we can move on a little bit um but uh, yeah i don't think the aces are the best team in the league uh based on what i've seen uh i think the aces are the, the second best team in the league i do think the liberty have their number it's a very bad matchup for the aces D- again don't know what's going to happen tonight if you put a gun to my head i would say boy i don't know I really can't. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I really don't. It's very difficult to win a beat a team, a good team, three in a row. Uh, so I would maybe lean a little bit towards the Aces, but 
I'm, I wouldn't bet on this game. I have no idea what's going to happen. No clue. No. What's, so I, I'm not going to try. And you know women's basketball better than I. I, I don't. I make no I delusions. don't actually. I don't actually. I'm not a women's basketball expert. You know T.C. Martin. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... Uh, listen, uh, I don't normally break down WNBA basketball games, all due respect. Uh, but these happen to be the two best teams in the league. Uh, we have another game tonight. So, you know, all yeah. eyes are going to be on the game tonight. So it should be an interesting game. And we will see what happened. Uh, obviously, Becky Hammond making it to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Congratulations and kudos to her. Well-deserved. I'm sure you would agree. Yes. Yeah, she she certainly deserves it, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, with that being said, love the backdrop, by the way. The the, oh, the you sign do? behind you back there. Okay. Oh, yeah. you do. Uh, what do I have behind me? <laughs> you have you have a uh, hey, Muhammad Ali I'll, picture. I'll take yeah, my backdrop. Picture Muhammad Ali. I like Ali w- back there. W- when I get good. my when I get Thank my you. when I get my producer to come back to the studio, I, I I do want to play some audio for you in regards to a controversial figure in the NBA making some statements uh, overseas uh, about his general manager. I I will get uh, I will get that to you mm. uh, when we do when I do get my uh, producer back. But um, on the uh, same front uh, of local sports. Uh, I do want to talk a little Raiders football with you. Um, I'm not a Josh McDaniels fan. I don't think he's a very good head coach. Um, with that being said, I don't have high expectations for this Raiders team. I think you can give or take Garoppolo or Derek Carr. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. They're both capable quarterbacks. But under this offense and under Josh McDaniels, again, I don't have a lot of, um, I guess, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think they're a playoff team. Um Good preseason effort last week, but that's what it is. It's only a preseason game. <laughs> they have won six straight preseason games. Yeah, as we, so that just proves my point. That All it means four that, last year. Yeah. Then the one the, the year before that, they beat the Rams, the yep. last preseason game the year before that. So they have a chance, by be, if they could beat the Rams this weekend, Saturday night in L.A., to win seven consecutive preseason Completely games. Completely meaningless. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Which means yeah, abs- mean Well, by case in point, they won all four last year, and they won six regular season games. I mean, okay. do, right? Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Now I look at the schedule. Okay, I, I look at the schedule, uh, the Raiders' schedule, and I say to myself, this team might not win five games this year. Well, the, what's the total? Six and a half? Is that what it is at the books? I would okay. take the under. So I might take the under as well. Yeah. There's so many question marks with with Garoppolo. Like you said, it is. And here's the here's one of the problems. I hate when I agree with you, Brian. Okay. <laughs> That's just not <laughs> like I must be wrong. Like the old Reagan theory that if everybody agrees on the same, somebody's not thinking. Listen, if Chris okay. Wynn is giving you sports picks and you agree with him, then you're in trouble. Then I'm really yes, in trouble. Yes. Okay, so if you agree with me on sports takes, you're not in trouble. Usually, okay. I'm right. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. Dodgers are going to win their 11th straight tonight. That's all I know. Okay, Dodgers just oh, keep Dodgers winning. have been rolling. Just keep winning. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the Raiders, I, I don't. I, I still do not like what they did with Derek Carr at the end of last season. You get rid of Derek Carr, fine, go ahead. But the way that they did it, no, and there is a good way or classless to, to get rid of a quarterback that's been with your organization for nine, nine seasons. Agree. And they they put him in an environment where he it was almost impossible for him to succeed. Witness throwing the ball in the second half in cold Pittsburgh when you have the lead instead of handing off to Josh Jacobs. And that got Josh Jacobs, by the way, on their on the wrong side. Yep. And 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 then that hasn't healed. I think that was the beginning of I don't want to call it the end, because he could still come back, get his ten. Do you think he will? I'm fifty fifty on that right now. I I, ho- I hope he does. You I like have to get him. You I hope, have to he has I to like Josh it. Jacobs. I mean Zamir White looked good in the preseason game. Okay, there was preseason. Then they don't have the run um, game and you're relying too much on Garoppolo's arm and and I and 
Here's yeah, where Josh I, Jacobs is a huge. You have to resign him. The you key, have to. the key to this season, yes, is Josh. Partly so, but also the relationship. Jimmy Garoppolo. People used to rip Derek Carr for not being able to throw downfield. Well, when he got, <laughs> he was able to throw downfield pretty well when he got um, Devontae Adams. Yes. And he, now all of a sudden that was fixed. He was uh, he was throwing downfield. Devontae led the league in touchdown passes last year from Derek Carr. Okay. Uh, then you had, it's going to be crucial to see if Garoppolo cannot get the ball downfield to Devontae Adams and you have an un- unhappy Devontae Adams with this team, there's going to be real problems. Now that's, I just jumped two spots ahead. Okay. I'm anticipating. I, I hope that's not the case. I, I'm not a Raiders fan, but I don't wish any ill will on them type of thing. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him. It's more sure. fun to cover a winning team than a losing team. I'll say that. No, no, I make no bones about that. I agree. It is more fun to cover sure. a team that wins. No question. Than one that loses. I covered Rebel basketball when it won, and I've covered it when it lost. I remember it's when I covered the Rebels. Uh, you know, obviously, I wasn't fortunate enough like you to cover the the national championship team, but I did cover the Rebels when they made the Sweet Sixteen. That was fun. That was a fun year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and Lon yep. Kruger. Made it fun. The players yep. were fun. They were good guys, and and so it's so it's world of difference. Love to see them come back and be able to do some great things. It would be fun. Now that being said, uh, wa- watch that. That's one of the things I'm going to watch very closely early on in the season. Will Jimmy Garoppolo be able to get the ball downfield to Devontae Adams to have him do his thing as he can do so well in the NFL? He's the best wide receiver in the NFL, and if he can get it to him, um, then it's going to be it could be a fun. It could be a real fun season for uh, the Raiders if he can't hit if he can't hit Devontae Adams on passes downfield. There, there's going to be tr- problems in the clubhouse, yeah. problems with winning. I think a lot of now that's just the offensive side of the ball. Their defense has been at the bottom of the league for the last two decades. They've been 28, 29, 27, 32, 31. Yeah, that's what their their rankings are for the last 20 years. Well, that could fix. It was nice seeing Tyree Wilson out there. Good to see the other edge rusher, their number one draft pick. What do you uh, make? What uh, do you make of this story that I actually heard about it yesterday, where uh, Max Crosby got into a, a, a physical altercation with uh, Cam Akers on the field? What, what do you make of that? Yeah, no, that um, <laughs> somebody said Cam Cam got the better of him, and I'm going, wait a second. No, I didn't say that. Max Crosby said the, he got what he got, but some people yeah, are saying that yeah. Cam kind of got him a little bit. But I don't know. Is this good or bad? That's good. I oh, it's absolutely, good. it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the Rams had a fight. Two, two years ago, mm-hmm. they had to stop the practice because they were brawls on the field. Uh, the only video you got was from way up top. I Somebody think there are levels, though. Yeah. Like, I think there are levels, a, a line you shouldn't cross. Like Draymond Green, he crossed a major line. You can't just sucker punch somebody. You can end somebody's well, career. That, you can kill somebody. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I agree with you to an extent. Rudy Tomjanovich. Correct. <laughs> Let's there, go there. Yes. It ruined his career and, and his, his life. Yeah. I mean, the guy's in constant pain. That wasn't the case with Crosby and Akers, right? They got into a little skirmish, a little fight, you know, some punches thrown. We're wearing gear. But it, right, but it wasn't anything where anybody's going to get seriously hurt. I don't, I agree with you. I don't have a problem with that, but I think there is a line where that a player should never cross. And I think we saw that in basketball with Draymond Green at practice with Poole. That was a sucker punch. You could really hurt somebody. Um, so yeah, there's a line that you shouldn't cross. We all, you know, you being a Laker fan, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant's gotten into it at times <laughs> with members of his teammates. Jordan did it back in Chicago in the days in How about Chicago. Lakers Celtics, man, that was, but that was fun basketball in the eighties. It was. And, 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 and then as, as brutal as those, 
series were between the Lakers and the Celtics throughout the 80s, you had the Pistons waiting in the wings with Rick Mahorn and Bob Lambeer and those dudes so again, just I agree. the crap out of people. I it was agree. fun. See, this is where I get frustrated yeah. because we agree, and I'm only 43 years old. I say only because you're an old man compared to me. Yes, Sorry, I am. You are. But, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. <laughs> I've earned this, baby. I thought. I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like, Ron, basketball in the 80s and even early 90s, it was more physical. There was, was more passion. I'm not saying players, all these players today aren't passionate. A lot of them are. But I just feel like the game was at its purest sense in the 80s and early 90s. And I feel like today, and I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm talking more basketball, NBA basketball today. I just feel like it's more, less physical. Uh, the games aren't, don't mean as much to some players. And uh, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to take a break. And when we come back. They play defense. They played defense was the difference. They played defense. They played Even regular defense. season, they played yes. defense. And I feel like today that's really missing, and it's why I don't watch a lot of regular season NBA basketball. And you know how much I love basketball. Yeah. Love college basketball. But I don't watch a lot of regular season NBA because of that. Here's what I want to do. I want to take a okay. break. And somebody that I would assume you're probably not a big fan of, his name is James Harden. He goes over to China, and he makes some interesting comments about his general manager out in Philadelphia. I haven't heard these. So, yes, uh, we're going to play it. Time. We're going to play it for you when we come back, and then I want to get your thoughts on first of all his comments and, and and why he would say it in China and not here. He's taken a lot of slack for it in regards to Daryl Morey, who's the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers. So he is Ron Futrell. I'm Brian Shapiro. We'll play that audio when we come back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. 
guests can purchase affordable daybed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. We got the man, the myth, the legend from Channel 8 Sports, my friend Ron Control. If you see some of the battles we have on social media, some might question, wait, are you guys really friends? But we are. <laughs> we are. What? <laughs> we are. I'm always battling Allegedly. him and his family members and calling people buffoons. Uh, but when we talk sports, uh, we, we, we usually seem to have a, an incredible chemistry. It really is an, <laughs> something worth really, there. It really Ow. is incredible. Um, I want to remind everybody, programming note, we're going to be at Sapphire Gentlemen's Club at the Topless Pool. Of course, Ron Futrell is invited. I just don't know if he'll, he'll show up. I he's will not be showing happily up. married man, but uh, he's welcome to come by if he would like. Um, Thank you. Rhonda Kennedy who just appeared on Fox News the other day. She's running for senator as a Republican. She's going to be joining me at Sapphire tomorrow. We're going to have a very good heated political debate while she topless kick, women... She will kick your butt. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see how it I goes put tomorrow. Money, uh, she's three to one favorite. She's been on the show before. She's going to be joining me tomorrow on air at Sapphire. And we also have our mutual friend in the same business, of course, Brian Salmon. 
from well, Channel Brian 3 Sports going to be joining me at the Sapphire. I have to drag him out there every week. Brian and I worked together at 13 for a while, so we, we developed Brian's a great a friendship there and yep. love, love seeing guy. what he does over at 3. So. I have to beg him to show up at Sapphire, but he shows yeah. up. So we will be there tomorrow having a good time. Uh, uh, Blake Gwynn, you just heard his commercial, Keller Williams. Blake will be stopping by. Tim Treffinger, who I actually voted for, a Republican against Steve Wolfson. He ran for district attorney. Steve, uh, uh, no, Steve Wolfson won't be there, but Tim Treffinger will. Great attorney. <laughs> not the DA. Yes. The Clark, Clark Steve County DA Wolfson, can't make it. Wolfson won't be there. Yes. But Tim Treffinger will. He'll be there tomorrow. So we always have uh, some very special celebrity okay, guests. Okay, you, you mentioned uh, Gwen. Yes. Uh, I, I do have a Kenny Gwen story. I, I heard the commercial, it. so I got to tell you. That's his grandson that, that advertises on here? Yes. But it's correct. No. This goes back to, first of all, tremendous deep respect for Kenny Gwynn, the late Kenny Gwynn and his wife, uh, Dima, who uh, I still see occasionally and love seeing her. And it always puts a smile on my face yep. to see her and think about Kenny and, and what he was. He was a true statesman here for the state of Nevada. Loved the time he was governor. Anyway. Yes. Um, before he was governor, he ran Southwest Gas and then went uh, took over UNLV, the mess at UNLV, while... Uh, after Tark had been run off, mm-hmm. Rowley had come back for a year, Bob Max and the President University, all the stuff was coming out about the conspiracy, and I have no problem with using that word conspiracy because it was absolutely to, to run off Jerry Tarkanian and UNLV basketball. I'm not going to get into that with you because it's just we could be here for eight hours, and you know how I can get going on that and, and, uh, <laughs> and go after the right people. So any, anyway, he takes over, gets paid one buck, for working that year as UNLV president. So basically he volunteered to try to clean up the mess. Rolly Massimino comes into him one day and shows to him that he's got a secret supplemental contract. Rolly was making $350,000 a year, mm-hmm. um, or f- five fifty as coach above board was making 350,000 a year under the table with a secret supplemental contract that was not allowed. You cannot have secret supplemental contracts. I called it laundered money. They formed something, Jim Weaver, the athletic director, and Bob Max, and the president at the time, formed something called the Varsity Club, where they had five donors donating an additional $350,000 a year to Rolly Massimino. So he was essentially making $900,000 a year here to coach, and he was a horrible coach. He just pissed everybody off. He was not good, wasn't winning, and the next thing that was going to happen to him after year two was uh, there was, was bad things were going to happen. Fans were wearing bags over their heads and stuff. We went from going to the Final Fours to losing in the first round of the NIT and then not making the NIT. So that's how horrible it was. Anyway, so he comes in with this seek. Now, not only is he he's making $550,000 a year doing nothing mm-hmm. and taking the basketball program to hell, um, now we're on the hook for 350000 more because the varsity club – was Steve Wynn was part of it? John Goolsby. Um, I, I had the names. I had the the document at one point. Point. Kenny Gwynn gave it to me. I remember talking to Kenny Gwynn and Jeff German was also involved in this story. The late reporter oh, yeah. with the um, Las What's Vegas. What's the latest with that Tillis? I don't know. He was at the Sun at the time. German was, and then uh, German went to the uh, RJ. Of course, uh, was where then he was up. Um, I don't want to convict the guy here, but he pretty we we pretty much know who did uh, that. He was murdered. We, he was murdered by yep. by somebody who was doing stories. Um, yep. Didn't like the stories anyway. And so so uh, I asked Kenny Gwynn, I said, "Well, wh- why did you?" He he sort of he gave me and Garman that story because he knew where we were and uh, we were on top of it all the time when we were trying to find out what was going on. And so he I don't want to say leaked it through us, but sort of. And so I asked him, like, why, 
why did he even have to reveal that? He said, well, as a president of a state, and he taught me something very important about politics and about UNLV and this, uh, as, a, as a president of a state-run institution, once you're notified that somebody is make, taking money under the table uh, through, through nefarious sources or whatever, um, you, need, you, need to notify, you need to let the public know. And this is the way I chose to do it. I chose to let you and Garman break the story and have the story to do it, and which we did. Mm. And he says, he says, but it was my obligation to do it. I chose how to do it this way. Um, I could have done it anyway. I could have called a news conference. Could have done a bunch of different ways to do it. But this is the way I chose to do it. But either way, I was under obligation to reveal that information to the public as a public servant. And I thought, huh, okay, that's somebody who knows his job and is doing his job. And I thank him for that. Every, everybody he was that a good I, man, and he uh, is very tragic. Tr- tragic what happened to, to Kenny Gwynn, and I think as he was on a ladder, yeah, fell. And it's just terrible. Uh, but uh, you know, was willing to work with the other side. Uh, very well respected governor. Um, I, I think in some ways, in some ways, similar to Brian Sandoval, who I thought was a, a pretty darn good governor, uh, was willing to to reach across the other side and work with Democrats and. And a moderate Republican, and, and uh, now he's over there at uh, Nevada Reno. And, and I thought Sandoval did a decent job. No, I, we've had great statesmen. One of the reasons for the success of Nevada is we have had great statesmen mm-hmm. as governors. I'll say men because they're, we haven't had a female governor yet, but they've been great. I'll and go I, way back to Michael Callahan, sure, who <laughs> big Raiders fan. Um, and we used to, whenever we'd get together, he'd ask me about the Raiders. What's going on with the Raiders? He would have loved to see the Raiders. And listen, here in I Vegas. just saw. Listen, we might disagree on this, not to get into politics, but listen, I just saw Steve Sislak at the game the other day he's done this show before and and steve sislak and his wife you can disagree with some of their political opinions but they're decent human beings they're decent oh, people absolutely and and that's what's most important to me and uh even though i'm not a big i didn't vote for joe lombardo i don't think he's going to be this awful governor either and i also think that kevin McMahill is a fantastic sheriff i think he's doing a phenomenal job he's a good man and yes, I do think for the most part, we've had decent people as governors of the state of Nevada, decent human beings. And that's important to me. That's important. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. If you're a decent human being, then you're probably going to govern well, as a decent person. To me, policy matters most. Uh, that, and what you're saying doesn't necessarily happen. You could be a decent person. You could have horrible, you could do horribly things, horrible things politically. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. I'm trying to even think of a case that I, that I can think of. Um, yeah. I think for the most part, I was going to get political happen. right now, but I think I, if you're, I, I'll tell you one off here. I think if you're a reckless, um, if you're a reckless person, you're probably going to be a reckless president. I think if you're a reckless human being, you're probably going to be a reckless mayor or governor. I think the way you live your life is usually the way you govern. Usually, not all the time. And I think Steve Sislak, while he made some mistakes, there's no question about it. Yeah, the shutdowns were he's a were, decent did him in politically, well, I, and, they, and they were wrong. I mean, there were shutdowns. They were across, wrong. There were shutdowns across the country, so we'll disagree yeah. on that. But they were um, wrong wherever they were. Um, well, the I shutdowns just, were wrong. Uh, again, I disagree. We now have no. You can't disagree because we now have the proof that they were wrong. Millions of people died with the shutdowns. I guarantee you, more people would have died without any uh, shutdowns. No, no so not I necessarily. Disagree. You might have had and, fewer deaths. Okay, well, I disagree with that, and so do most medical. How's, how's the education system gone since? Well, Shutdown of schools? Okay, so that's... Shutdown of schools was horrific at the time I said it. So, I said it open and loudly. So, and, and it has been horrific for our education system. What we did okay, was horrific so to edu- young people. Our education system was horrific before the pandemic. Well, now it's, that's that's number, even, that's, now it's even worse. That's number one. And if kids lose a year or two of school, I certainly don't think the sky is falling. Um, I, I don't huh? think, I don't, I don't make it out to be what you're making it out to be. And I also say that, uh, schools throughout the country were shut down. That wasn't just on Steve Sisolak, uh, state 
by state ran it differently, but for the most part, the entire country at one point was shut down. Um, and we live in a very unique city in Las Vegas where we have millions and millions of people coming to this city every single can, week. Can we now say Sweden got it right, who did not do shutdowns? Sweden did not do shutdowns at the time, and they took a lot of heat for that, and Sweden got it freaking right. Their numbers were lower. Their number, their numbers were lower on deaths, and they didn't destroy their economy. Okay, so we, if you look at, if you look, if you look at Sweden and you look at that country compared to this country, very, very different. Very, very oh, okay, two, yes, two you know, very, very different countries that run their countries very differently. And I will also tell you that while you can Monday quarterback in any country in the world and say I that. Did. Uh, I, I said it on uh, Sunday while it was happening. Okay, I well, said it. I didn't do it Monday. Well, I didn't wait for Monday morning. Yeah, I said what all, they are doing is right. Okay, what they are, well, they're getting it right, and yeah, we're getting are, it wrong. But there are also people the on Sunday that also, not to get into a COVID conversation, but there are also people on Sunday, like you said, uh, I don't remember who said this. Maybe you could remind me. Um, we're going to get 15 cases down to zero. It's going to disappear. Uh, it's going to be gone by Easter. Uh, so there were people on Sunday that were running the country. I don't remember who said that. I, I'm, I'm very forgetful. But there were people on Sunday that said things that were not only factually inaccurate and didn't happen, but were lies. So we can go back and say this person made this mistake. I don't blame Donald Trump. By the way, that's what I was talking about. What? I don't blame Donald Trump for COVID. <laughs> I don't. The entire world. Fauci? The entire world was the entire world wasn't prepared uh, for this global pandemic that was very very serious that people still think was a hoax. Uh, a lot of people died. No, nobody thinks. Don't say that. What you say that people think it was a hoax. Nobody thinks it was a hoax. Uh, yeah, people. No, they, they do. They don't matter. People still think it was. They a do. Hoax. They don't. Well, people hoax, that, people, they don't. What does that mean? I was hosting what does that a gubernatorial debate with, they, a, they don't, with they, a Republican. They don't matter. That called COVID a hoax. Uh, well, now, what we do can, you mean by that? Well, what did, what well, exactly it, it, was it? Was it exaggerated? That's different than it was a hoax. Okay. Well, there are some people that have used those terminologies, and there are some people. I did a radio show with somebody that said that he believed that Chuck Schumer and and Nancy uh, Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, gave Donald Trump COVID. Well, I don't, I don't have to defend outliers because I won't because I can't because you because that's idiot. So there are crazy so people out there well, that say stupid. Well, of course things. there are, but why bring them up? Why they out? We could go crazy to I'm crazy all day long and drive ourselves crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we, care about that. I we do could, care about but I think the people you know what really happened. There were mistakes what, that were made, and there are things that could have been done differently. No question about it. There were a lot of people that lost their lives. There was a lot of medical misinformation uh, from all different areas. But I will tell you this. Um, I don't want to see that ever happen again. I don't want to see any type of virus like that ever come anywhere near this country or anywhere really ever again. Um, and I hope we're more prepared now where God forbid, if something like this did happen again, yeah. that we would be more prepared for it. Well, I'm going every hundred years. Spanish flu back in 1918 when it hit, it was a hundred times worse than COVID. It was, and we didn't know what the hell to do. With well, that I wasn't around then. then, so I can't really no, comment. No, my on that, grandparents but. survived it, so I knew. I, and I've, and I've, the, the the numbers are out there, and the information out there is very interesting. I challenge anybody take a look at, at how horrific that was when they literally they thought it was the end of the world. Um, they thought fifteen million medicine was 15, definitely different back then. Fifteen though. million people oh. died in India. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when it when it wasn't yeah. a billion people, right? <laughs> so extrapolate the numbers out, and you go, it's crazy. But anyway, I, well, I I did take solace that uh, that we survived through a much worse pandemic a hundred years ago. Now it's a hundred and ten five years ago, yeah. um, and and we're able to make it through and and did it and survived somehow. And those were good strong people back then. Yeah, that did. unfortunately, and it was horribly tragic. So I hope it's not a hundred year occurrence. I was that's that's well, too what often. I try to, what that's I try too to, often. What I try to do, and this is not political at all. What I try to do when 
people bring up COVID or COVID enters my mind in any way, shape, or form, what I think about is I think about all the people that have lost their lives, their families, their friends. Unfortunately, I know some that have lost their lives. I was almost one of them. Yes. I think about that first. And then the second thing I think about is not criticizing people, but thanking people, thanking the brave doctors and nurses and those in the hospitals that were saving lives and continue to do so every day that risk their life to save others. Um, you talk to many of those people, it took a toll on them and they saw a lot of people die. And um, so you, I thank them. I thank the the, the the good people that were actually on the front lines. I'm with you 100% on that. that. Do, do that. you care about wanting to know why it happened? Why, Does that matter to you? Why COVID happened? Well, I think there's sufficient evidence to prove that it was created in a Wuhan lab. I think there's pretty sufficient evidence to prove that uh, China created- You realize that how crazy conspiracy three years ago, you, what you just said right there, was called crazy conspiracy. I didn't call it a crazy you, conspiracy. No, 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 come here. Don't, I'm not talking I, you I, and me here. I'm talking- well, Do you people, realize people that didn't. if you had said that, you would have been thrown off Twitter, thrown off Facebook- and you would have been called a crazy conspiracy theorist, what you just said right there, that it came from a Wuhan lab. Do you realize that? I don't remember ever, anybody ever oh, saying to me that it was not a to crazy you, Not to you. Theory. You watch the news. You see the news. You I don't see remember the, that. I okay. think, I think no, the, crazy, well, you were, okay. the crazy conspiracy <laughs> theories are people that have said Alex that Berenson's, Democrats created the virus. Alex Berenson said it right off the bat, and he was destroyed well, on Alex Twitter. Alex Berenson has said a lot of things that was, have, are not true. But he, he was right been, about that. He was. Um, you and him would agree. If you're right about one thing but wrong about 100 things i'm not going to give but somebody you and credit him, for that you and him would agree on there that, were two Brian. there were two theories you and alex then. berenson would agree on well I, I don't agree with him on anything i think he's a despicable human being that just wants to sell books and make money and and says <laughs> outlandish. right well uh, he, he was says, right he said he's been wrong about a hundred things to one thing that he's right about so i'm not going to give him credit for anything pretty big thing. there were two can there were two theories that were out there and this is back in the, three years ago we didn't have all the information that we have now he but did and i did two, i knew it I, okay well i was pretty sure well, that it listen, came from we, there okay but but there, i'm there sure were, that masks there were, were two useless. theories that uh, one of the theories that i think was proven wrong was that it came from bats in china and the other theory that's that what fauci told us for, that, for years uh, fauci, fauci told us that for fauci, years fauci never said definitively that it came from bats that's he not true. that was that he supported um, that theory he uh, absolutely he never he never said for sure where the virus came from um emails but, now tell tell us he knew where it came okay. from well he never said and, for sure where and it he came didn't from. say it. um i know you know it's very convenient for people that he supported that theory. to attack dr fauci but um, well it's, oh, he deserves but, it but everybody um, needs to universally he deserves it okay does donald trump deserve any criticism for the way for, he handled for listening to fauci yes oh absolutely so when he said 15 cases to down to zero did right. he get that from dr fauci i don't know you don't know he didn't get that from dr fauci you don't he know. said that in a press conference okay. well, uh, dr okay. fauci never said it was going to be well, 15 was, cases wrong, down to zero. what, what okay. do you want me to say I'm he was just, wrong i just want to be fair here the president <laughs> of the united states did a lot of things that were wrong during he, that time. he listened to fauci okay? that's um, what most of fauci the big things he did wrong was listening to fauci. fauci never told him you could inject yourself with he did say shut down he did shut down the country okay. so he advised all, him to shut down the country trump and that was never, wrong fauci didn't shut down the country and trump he, didn't shut down the country it was a state by state yes, basis but it was encouraged once he okay. said it doesn't once matter trump said doesn't it. matter who encourages most someone, governors the states agreed. the states some shut governors down, didn't so it had nothing to do with donald trump and had nothing to do with dr okay fauci. so were we going to talk <laughs> where were we at on i did i did want to talk oh, about the james harden I did want to talk James Harden. I support lefties. Okay. So he's a lefty. He's a lefty, by the way. Is Harden a lefty? I have no yeah. idea. What you know, he's he... a left hand. He's got that jump shot. He's a left handed jump shot. He's, <laughs> oh, is that why? Me he's as a lefty? I'm hitting with my right elbow up. And, you know. Is that why he's a lefty? Well, he is taking a lot of slack on social media. I want to play this for you. So, um, 
James Harden goes to China. Good discussion, by the way. On, <laughs> I wish I could have more of those discussions with you on. And on, I like getting air into, that we could do like a little getting, bit of that. I like getting into uh, debates, discussions, whatever you would like to call it. But um, you know, I'll do that with anybody, anybody. But um, so James Harden goes to China, Ron. Okay, and he, I'm surprised you didn't hear about this. He's Chi- doing say China, China, yeah, China. <laughs> uh, I got him to say it, China. And uh, he he wasn't at a Wuhan lab, but he went to some Adidas. He's sponsored by Adidas. He he did some event over there. He's talking. And by the way, most of these people are kids. And this is the time where he decides to criticize Daryl Morney for, for you know the general manager of the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Now it was with the Rockets. A little right, a little bit of background. They have a relationship; hasn't been a very good one. Daryl Morey didn't want to give him a long-term contract. By the way, I agree with Daryl Morey. I wouldn't want to give him a long-term contract either. Uh, but listen closely to what James Harden said. Again, most of these people are kids in talking about his general manager. Listen to this. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. <laughs> okay, Do well, they I, even know who he is? I got Do the that? kids I know. even know the, who he is that he's calling a liar? I know who Daryl Morey is because I kicked his ass at the table tennis tournament in the NBA Summer League, and I beat him in the finals. But anyway, that's another story. No, that's a big story. Hold on it a second. Is, you did it. A t- Ping pong. You didn't know about this? You you took him on in ping pong? He had a table tennis tournament, that summer league charity event that he did. How every, long ago was this? No. Uh, seven, six, seven years ago. Um, so he won this tournament every year. It was all for charity. He right. put up a hundred bucks. Um, I destroyed him in the finals. Are you pretty good at ping? You um, must be. I won you gold. Must... I won gold medals in the Junior Olympics. I don't, what? I don't tell a lot of people that. Do you so like? I had... You do the big table with a big room, like you're oh, way yeah. back far oh, away from yeah. the table. So Daryl Morey. Instead of me going, I Daryl Morey's pretty good. Daryl Morey's pretty good. Okay, he wore his ping pong shirt and all that, but he had no idea who I was. And I just, I destroyed him. There's video of this, and he threw his racket. He got really angry. Jeff Hornacek comes after me afterwards because he's not a very well-liked guy, Daryl Morey. He says, thank you. Rick Carlisle comes after me. He says, man, that was great. We wanted to watch you kick his ass. Uh, Joe, <laughs> all these general managers and coaches came up to me and they're like, I'm like, wow, this, they must really not like this guy. Next year, I show up to the tournament. Guess who doesn't show up? Oh, to his Darryl, own tournament. Daryl couldn't make it. Daryl didn't show he up. He had a, a yeah. prior What a coward. What a coward. Anyway. Okay. But I find it That's interesting. That's a great story, though. It, it you is. You just passed it off. No, when you, I'm listening to you. It and is. You just passed it off like. Well, when because I, I told the story a couple times, okay. but but anyway, it's a fun story. I've not heard it. A couple, uh, a few, couple, okay. several. A few. Yes. Well, we had. <laughs> I, uh, I asked for it. I yeah, asked. He for did. It, so, but anyway, I find it interesting that first of all, James Harden is still technically an employee of the Philadelphia 76ers, is he not? Yes, he Darryl is. Daryl Morey is still the general manager, so yes. it, it, it might not. He might not be able to make the decision for himself whether he plays for Philadelphia or not. Um, there are teams that don't want James Harden. He's destructive. At one time. I think he crossed over a line. I think you know, the last five years have been really bad for him and that he just is a team killer. I mean, there was a time when he was uh, one of the best players in the league. Here's he was an all-star. Okay, he Doc, was a perennial all-star The reason for years. why Doc Rivers is no longer the coach in Philadelphia is not because Doc Rivers can't coach. It's because Doc Rivers couldn't see eye-to-eye with James Harden. Yeah. And he said, go ahead and fire me. Pay me my $15, 20000000 million. Doc Rivers is a happy man. James Harden was partying in Vegas the day before a playoff game, not even a regular season game. And Doc didn't like that. It sets a bad example to the team. If you're a leader, you can't be doing stuff like that. Uh, Listen, regular season, one thing, not during the playoffs. It's inappropriate. And Doc Rivers didn't see eye to eye with James Harden. Listen, James Harden's an incredible talent, right? He's going to be a Hall of Famer, even though I don't necessarily <sighs> think he should be. He yeah. will be. I guarantee you he will be. I, and I'm just saying I just yeah, He's got it. the numbers, yes, points, he a career longevity. Yeah. 
uh, played with some great teams. But, but, but his, last, his last five years have just been well, a mess. Yeah, he had a couple good playoff games last year, but um, I think I think um, I'm going to take Daryl Morey's side on this one, and uh, I think. James Harden going to China, making statements like that in front of kids when you're when you're trying to, you know, go there and doing a, an event. It's just it's so unprofessional. It's so absurd. And, you know, there are good people, I'm sure, even if you don't like Daryl Morty within the Philadelphia organization. And for him to do that and put put the team in that situation, if you don't like Daryl Morey, then have a sit down with him and talk it out yeah. like a professional, like a human being. That's the wrong audience. And, and, and to go to China <laughs> and do that, I just thought it was such so cowardly on his part. How about to do Adidas? That. What does Adidas think about it? He's at an Adidas event. It's just it's just inappropriate. And I've never been a James Harden guy, just like I've never been a Camilo Anthony guy. Two incredible basketball talents, but I just think they're, you know ball stoppers in a sense that you know they got four guys standing around and they're just dribbling the ball and everything's one-on-one it's the new era of the game and steph curry's a few exceptions you know where he <laughs> can get away with it but and listen harden's going to score a lot of points but i just feel like it's bad for basketball when you have a guy dribbling the ball for 20 seconds and then taking a contested three and sometimes it goes in because james harden is such an incredible james shooter. harden he's but, left-handed too did i tell you bad. that he's left-handed he is he's yeah. a lefty <laughs> but but it's bad i just feel like ron it's bad for basketball it's not oh, good no. basketball. No, this, well, let's go back. As we said right before the break, is the problem the NBA does not value defense right. anymore. And you look at those great, I'm going to go great Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, those matchups back then in the NBA, you couldn't get on the court unless you were playing defense. Michael Jordan was defensive player of the year for many years in the NBA, besides right. being the leading scorer. But people forget that he was, oh, by the way, he was the best defensive player in the league as well when defense was important and it mattered. And you, you weren't, again, you were you weren't going to be on the court if you couldn't play defense, right. and every team had to have their shutdown guy, and they had him, you know, and they, sure. they would they would take you down. No <laughs> if doubt. they couldn't shut you down, they would take you down. It was a funner game. Do the Aces win tonight? Yeah, you do Close. think they win? Okay, I can go with you there. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Aces win, and I actually think a lot of points are going to be scored today because there were no points that were scored the other day. So <laughs> I actually think they're going to score today, but we will have to wait and see what happens. Ron, real, real money was on the line in that game. Yes, so yes, real, real thirty grand. Yeah. yeah. So, Ron, it's always a pleasure having you. Always in, my pleasure. We're talking about Dr. Fauci or talking about James Harden. It's always. Uh, I'm tired of being right all the time <laughs> and knowing things before they happen. All right. Well, I'm so sick I'm of have it. To, it's, it's a tough burden. You don't know that burden, Brian. I'm going to have to take a look at your William Hill account and see if you're right. All no, the time. I'm not about sports. <laughs> no, I would. No, I'm not. If I could be that right with sports bets, I'd, I'd own the station. Who wins the uh, 2024 presidential election? Were you right about no, 2020? I have, no, I have no idea. Oh, all right. I have no idea. Have, something yeah. tells me you picked Trump to win in two. I have no idea. You might have been wrong about that. He did win, didn't he? Oh, he did? Oh, that's news. Maybe Wait. He did. Uh, did he win? I forget. Oh, I don't know. Who's don't the know. president now? I don't know. I don't I even remember. They're still counting mail-in ballots. Alzheimer's. Many I'm, states are still counting their mail-in ballots. I must they're be still in the coming bunker. in. I must, Who knows? I must be in the bunker. I'm getting very forgetful. <laughs> Keep coming anyway, Mr. Futrell. Always a pleasure. You, Thanks. And, you and Chris Matthews do a great job at Thank Channel Thank you for 8. having me on. Always appreciate it, Ron. Thanks for coming in, as always. And uh, we'll be at Sapphire tomorrow with or without Ron Futrell. Without. Uh, Ron Kennedy is going to be joining us. Brian Salmon, Channel 3 Sports, is going to be joining us. Tim Treffinger is going to be out there. Blake Wynn is going to be out there. We're going to have a great. Uh, Great little uh, set of guests tomorrow. So thanks for joining us, everybody. My thanks to Ron Petrell. Of course, my thanks to Grant Stern from uh, Occupy Democrats. Have a great day, everybody.